Today, we're talking about curriculum, and more specifically, how to write your own. For some people, the word curriculum may denote academic rigor, standardized tests, detailed lesson plans, and lack of freedom and flexibility. Do you really need this level of planning and detail in your private studio or community group or church choir? To a certain extent, yes, and here's why. Curriculum can be defined a few different ways. My favorite definition comes from A.V. Kelly's 2009 book, The Curriculum, Theory, and Practice. Curriculum is the totality of student experiences that occur in the educational process. Think of curriculum like a guide, a plan to help you do your best teaching and help promote meaningful learning experiences. Like I tell my students in Directing a Church Children's Choir 101 and The Art of Music Teaching and Learning, a curriculum is your basic framework for all the teaching and learning you hope will take place this year. It's important to be just as intentional with the overall plans and goals for your year as you are with your week-to-week interactions with your students. Having a big-picture plan for what you want your year to look like before you get started And what you hope your students will experience and understand is vital to personal growth, developing musicianship, and growing and building a strong studio or music program. Today, I'm going to show you how to create your very own curriculum, something that's tailor-made to fit your students. This is the same process I teach in my online courses, so grab a notebook and a pencil and let's get started. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. Writing your own curriculum doesn't have to be as complex or involved as a curriculum in a school might be, but there's still a basic framework to follow and a few necessary components that will help set you up for success as an educator and ensure a rich learning experience for all involved. The National Coalition for Core Arts Standards put together a guiding framework for arts education that includes dance, media arts, music, theater, and visual arts for students in pre-K through high school. There are four core components, creating, performing, responding, and connecting. Creating, which includes generating, choosing, and developing musical ideas, evaluating, refining, and sharing musical creations. Performing, which includes selecting and analyzing music, making musical decisions, rehearsing, evaluating, and refining, and presenting music with appropriate interpretation and musical accuracy, responding, selecting and analyzing music, developing an understanding of structure and context, demonstrating awareness of expressive qualities, 
and discussing and comparing personal preferences and connecting. Connecting personal interests, experiences, ideas, and knowledge to creating, performing, and responding, those three previous categories. And finding ways to draw connections between music of different styles and making connections to everyday life. Creating, performing, responding, and connecting. These are all things that you can do with your students, right? So with these things in mind, let's get to work crafting your own curriculum. Step one, choose a theme. I like to start with an overarching theme. A theme can serve as a guide for your planning, choosing repertoire, teaching hymns and scripture verses if you're in a church setting, and tying everything together in a cohesive way. Here are a few ideas. Around the world, music, activities, and maybe some prayers from other countries if you're in a church or Christian setting. I have a couple blog posts that might help with this theme. Look for the links to those in the show notes. Ways to praise. Move, sing, play, dance, pray, etc. This is great for children's choirs. Olympics, a fun, colorful theme for a summer or winter Olympic year. And spy, maybe six to seven different musical missions per year. Make sure your theme for the year is broad enough to be broken down into six to eight sub-themes. These are topics that you can focus on for a few weeks at a time, kind of like unit studies throughout the year. Sometimes I find it helpful to make a list of keywords that relate to the overall topic. This is particularly useful for the next step. Step two, find music and resources. Once you have a theme in place, begin pulling together songs, anthems, hymns, folk tunes, and other resources that tie in or connect somehow. If you're working in a church setting, look through your church's music library, hymnal, and hymnals of other denominations too, and your most recent reading packets. Search by keyword on Google or sites like JW Pepper or Sheet Music Plus for new music, devotional resources, and some ideas about related scripture verses. If you're working in a school or community setting, look through method books, folk song collections, and song books. Don't worry too much about order or sequencing just yet. That will come later. However, as you pull resources together, start grouping them together into smaller subgroups. These may end up being your monthly themes or slightly larger topics that you focus on for six to seven weeks at a time. Step three, look for ways to develop musicianship. I talked all about developing musicianship in last week's episode, number 12, so be sure to go back and listen to that if you missed it. With a list of songs, music, and other helpful resources at the ready, dig a little deeper and start making lists of musical skills and concepts. For example, when studying a new piece, look for things that may be challenging, like large leaps, not a lot of repetition, lots of text, playing hands together if you're working with piano students. And then think about the necessary steps that it would take to get to a place where that kind of music is attainable for your students. Ask yourself, what is age or level appropriate for this group or for this student? How can those new concepts be prepared in advance? 
What do students need to be able to do successfully before they will be ready for this next level of challenge? In a church or Christian setting, it's important to look for ways to foster spiritual growth as well. Think about Bible stories that you can incorporate, scripture verses you can read and memorize, anthem texts you can talk about, devotions you can share. I recommend starting the year with music that is accessible and reviews key skills and concepts that you introduced at the end of last year. After a month or so, start introducing music that features a new skill or concept and find other songs, hymns, warm-ups, and games that reinforce it. Save the more challenging repertoire for the winter and spring months and make sure to spend time at the end of the year recapping and reviewing everything you've learned during the year. If you need a little help or guidance with this step, I have a few helpful lists and charts that are worth checking out. Each one outlines what's appropriate to teach when and gives you a better idea of how to sequence new skills and concepts in a meaningful way. I'll link to those in the show notes. Step four, pulling it all together. Once you have some sub-themes figured out and a better idea of level and sequencing of the music you've chosen, put the sub-themes and all related music, scripture verses, and other resources therein in a logical progression, starting with the most accessible content at the beginning of the year and building up to the end of the year or close to it. The last few weeks of the year are often a good time for review and or preparing for an end-of-the-year recital or performance or children's Sunday, perhaps. With more of the building blocks in place, go back to that list of core components recommended by the National Coalition for Core Arts Standards. Creating, performing, responding, connecting. Think about ways to incorporate and touch on all these things during the year. Spend some time brainstorming ways to include opportunities for creative musicianship, interacting with music, listening and responding to it, and ways to help students recognize patterns and connections across the different pieces of music they're learning. Jot down these ideas as they tie in with various songs, hymns, or other resources you've pulled together so you have everything in one place when you start outlining weekly lesson plans. Step five, create lesson plans. This is where you start mapping out the details of each week, whether it's a class, lesson, or rehearsal. I recommend starting with some kind of warm-up activity, movement or rhythm or listening or technique, then move to repertoire, a mix of new and in-progress pieces. Somewhere in the middle, I recommend taking a quick break to do a sight-reading activity or rhythm game, maybe a preparatory activity for the piece you want to work on next. Think about how you sequence things and how you move from one thing to another. Can you create musical transitions between activities to help them feel more connected? I wrote a post last year on using transition songs in your teaching. I'll include the link to that in the show notes. For those of you in church settings, my free children's choir and adult choir rehearsal templates are pretty straightforward. I'll share the links in the show notes so you can download those. I always recommend starting with a few warm-ups, followed by a gathering song or hymn that stays the same for several weeks at a time. If you're working with adults, this might be service music or a hymn you want to review for Sunday. 
From there, there's some room for creativity and flexibility. For a 30 to 45 minute children's choir rehearsal, I recommend trying to get through two to three anthems and maybe a few other short songs or hymns with a few fun musical games or change of pace activities thrown in to keep everyone engaged and participating. For a 60 to 90 minute adult choir rehearsal, I recommend trying to get through five to seven anthems. You may also want to include a few quiet minutes for a devotion or a faith-based conversation about the text of an anthem that you're introducing. And that's it. Of course, we could go into a lot more detail on planning and outlining a curriculum, finding resources and sequencing things, especially in a church choir setting where there are fewer resources available to you. If that sounds like exactly what you're looking for, you'll be happy to hear that my course, Directing a Church Children's Choir 101, will be open for enrollment again on Wednesday, June 3rd. You can join the waiting list, the link is in the show notes, and that way you'll be the first to know when it's available. To wrap up this episode, here's a quick review of what we talked about today. To create your own curriculum, I recommend step one, choosing a theme, Step two, finding music and resources. Step three, looking for ways to develop musicianship and foster spiritual growth if you're in a church or Christian setting. Step four, pulling it all together. And step five, creating weekly lesson plans. Have you ever written your own curriculum? If so, what was your process like? Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu and at ashleydanublog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.